cliffcentral.com. The markets are crazy at the moment. The crypto market has had anything but a quiet time recently, and there is so much going on. But we can always rely on Sean Sanders from Revix to break things down for us with another update. How are you doing, Sanders? Hey, guys. Yeah, good. Thanks to you. Awesome. So tell us, dude, first of all, um, everybody's talking about whether or not they sold at the right moment with Bitcoin and the, the price has gone from like, I think it was $40,000 at one point to 33 now. Um, what, what do you attribute all of this to? Is there any exp- explanation for this? Well, this is the first week where I get to come on this podcast and say that the market isn't at a new all-time high. <laughs> Every week that I was coming on here, it was just a new all-time high, a new all-time high. So, I mean, it was bound at some point in time to pull back a bit. I mean, it's pulled back 20%. Corrections are generally healthy in any bull market. As we've said before, you need to look at the longer-term trend of crypto and the amount of money moving into the space. It's still phenomenal. Um, and what's quite interesting as well is if you look at the market, for the crypto market, you've got the retail market, so retail investors being everyday people like you and I, mm-hmm. and then you've got the institutional market and professional traders, and the professional traders are given a lot of leverage when they trade in this market. And what happens essentially is that they sort of overlever themselves in either direction. So what happened uh, yesterday, well, actually, yeah, Monday, yesterday, Monday, uh, yeah. yesterday, US time, uh, there was 318,000 positions liquidated worth wow. $2.5 billion in the crypto space. And what this essentially means is that there's various traders that were long and they had taken a lot of leverage to go long and the market started to turn on them. And the trading exchanges that they're using, they require them to have margin calls. So they've got to keep a set amount of capital in their account in order to maintain their position and they start going into losses. And when they don't have enough capital, they have to close their position. And this forces them to sell into the market. And that means that there's a really violent pullback. And that's what we've experienced now. You know, there's, there's another explanation someone gave to me and it sounds quite sensible i mean it's it's this is really a common sense thing more than more than the the technical explanation that you've just given now which obviously also makes sense but that is that a lot of people went back to work on monday including a lot of traders who have maybe been on holiday and they went back to work and suddenly decided they're going to either buy or sell certain things and many of them may have decided to sell bitcoin because it's been doing so well why the hell not cash out now without a doubt i think that's happened and you've seen this decent pullback. I mean, across the board, you saw about $150 billion get pulled out of the crypto market, which is a sizable amount of money. I mean, it's, yeah, it's $150 billion. Just, you don't need to say that twice. You know? So, so if, um, if Bitcoin has, has come down uh, by, what, 20% or so, then what has happened to Ethereum, which you were very bullish about just a couple of days ago? What do you, what do you think is going to go? Uh, what direction do you think that's going to move in? Again, this is all speculation and not financial advice, by the way. Yeah. So you've seen the interest in Ethereum increase substantially over the last while and the move from sort of a focus on Bitcoin only. So it was 2020 was a Bitcoin only trade. I mean, don't get me wrong. Ethereum actually outperformed Bitcoin. You had other cryptocurrencies like Link, um, Cardano, et cetera, that actually outperformed Bitcoin. But the amount of money moving into Bitcoin relative to the market capitalization of Bitcoin relative to other cryptocurrencies, it was like night and day. It was completely different. And now that's starting to change. You're seeing a lot of institutional interest sort of trickle down start looking at Ethereum, start looking at links, start at cryptocurrencies that are up and coming. And I think that's because Bitcoin is almost looking like a crowded trade at this point in time. Not to say that you can't make money. Sorry, just say, just say that. Trade in a, the sense that. You're going to have to repeat that whole thing because we, we uh, there was a bit of buffering there. So just say that again. No, no worries. So for a lot of institutional investors, uh, Bitcoin seems like a bit of a crowded trade. 
it seems like a lot of people have got into this and you know the retail money's moved into bitcoin and bitcoin is sort of like the gateway drug it's where a lot of people start in crypto and then they move out into the alternative cryptocurrencies right and if you're looking at sort of the market capitalization of bitcoin relative to other cryptocurrencies it hit an all-time high just two weeks ago um hit an all-time high being that bitcoin's dominance the proportion of the market that bitcoin makes up relative to other cryptocurrencies it's 72 percent and I mean, that just shows that, you know, there's a lot more capital being allocated to Bitcoin relative to other cryptos. So there is a lot of potential upside for Ethereum. Can I say that, you know, can ETH go up 50 to 100 percent? Yes. Yeah. Can it pull back, you know, 20, 50 percent? Of course it can. So you know, we're not really in the, the game of sort of making short term bets here. But if you're looking at the longer term implications and certainly what's happened with Ethereum recently is they've gone through an upgrade where they've moved to proof of stake, which I'm not going to get into. Um, right now, but moving to proof of stake has actually moved their inflation down from about 4% to 1%. Hmm. So just like you have with gold, you've got about a 2% inflation with gold every year, and Bitcoin's sitting at around a 2% inflation rate as well. Um, F has actually moved down to 1%, Okay, which is naturally... Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah. That's a very good thing. Just on a completely unrelated um, note, it is quite incredible what's happened to Tesla's stock price. And I was talking to some of my friends who are far more financially literate than I am. I mean, there seems to be a, a lot of smoke and mirrors being played here, unless they've got some incredible technology that they're holding in abeyance that they haven't told us about. There's no way to justify the kinds of, of, of incredible prices that Tesla stock has reached. Or do you think that people are just excited and hopped up on the idea of Elon Musk being the richest man in the world and the idea of electric vehicles being an obvious part of the future? Um, would you justify that? I mean, if you were a, a speculator now, would you be putting more money in or would you be looking at a discounts and go, hmm, it's time to get out of there? So I would not put money into Tesla. I do think it's completely overvalued. I mean, it went up 7x last year. It's crazy. Mm. Uh, however, would I take a short position? Hell no. I would stay away from that stock because it is a sentiment-driven player. I mean, can this go up 1 or 2x again? Of course it can. So yeah. and that's the sort of that's the sort of issue with Tesla. It can move up 10 20% in a day, and if you have a short position, you get closed out. And how's gold doing? Gold's actually, it had a good start to the year. Uh, it's sort of been bouncing about because of what's going on in the U.S. Or the, the sort of joke that's going on in this. Yeah. Um, but gold's sitting at about $1,880. So it's about 1% or 2% up uh, since the start of the year. So, so I mean, the U, a really you, you mentioned the U.S., but whenever politics is... Uh, uncertain, and there's never been probably a more uncertain time in America than the week that people stormed the Capitol, for heaven's sake. Did that not help gold, which is a safe haven traditionally, to skyrocket a little bit in the U.S. market? It did. So initially, gold did re re react by increasing quite substantially. Um, and now there's just a few questions around, okay, so is Trump going to be impeached? What are the implications of that? So there's that political risk, which naturally would see the dollar potentially weaken and therefore dollars, uh, sorry, uh, gold's price appreciate. Yeah. But yeah, none. The, the Democrats have a very slim majority as well. So are they going to be able to enact all the policy that they want to enact? That's the other question around this. So right. there's a lot of questions around gold. I mean, I think if you just, you, you take politics out of the question and you start looking at the amount of money and the monetary stimulus that we've had, you know, injected yeah. into the system in 2020 alone, that to me is the narrative enough for gold, for Bitcoin, for ETH, for all the other cryptocurrencies out there as well. It's so looking for hard assets, property, um, trying to stay out of the soft uh, and even stocks. I mean, that's why you're seeing stock markets all time highs as well. Well, you know what to do. Head along to Revix.com and you can find out for yourself uh, what their different offerings are.
you don't have to put your life savings into it. Just try it out. 500 bucks or so, and you can start opening up your own portfolio. You can buy some crypto assets. You can buy into their various portfolios that track things like the smart contract bundle, for example, or Pax Gold, which deals with gold. And uh, if you want to find out more, go to Revix.com. They're also on all the social media. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, guys. Hope you have a very good rest of the day. Thank you. And just a little fact of the day as well. Do you know that if Bitcoin hits Mm $54,000, right, which isn't too far away from where it is now, that means it's going to make up 10% of gold's market cap. And this is an asset that was worth one cent 12 years ago. I mean, how remarkable is that? I saw a thing where a guy offered to pay for a house in Bitcoin. I don't know if you saw this. This has been going around on on social media. I have no reason to not believe it. But some dude bought a a, a very expensive house in America. And the guy who was buying, who who was paying for the house said, listen, I'll pay you in Bitcoin. And it was a substantial amount of Bitcoin, like 50,000 Bitcoin or something. And the guy's like, no, 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 no. I'd rather just take the cash, which I suppose for a house might have been a sensible decision at the time. If he'd taken the Bitcoin... I mean, it would have been incredible. The guy would be a, a millionaire a couple of times over, and uh, and, he would yeah. have, and he would have had that uh, house that he sold paid for as well. So you never know. Yeah, the famous other example where somebody bought a pizza. I mean, yeah. it's the famous Bitcoin pizza day put twenty-two million dollars in today's prices, which is <laughs> unbelievable. Remarkable. All right, Sean. Thanks, man. We'll speak yeah, to you soon. Have a good rest of the day. Chat to you soon. Very good. Bye. Sean Sanders, the co-founder of Revix, and you can follow him and everybody else on Revix.com. CliffCentral.com